This episode of Willits Pod is brought to you by ZeroSax.com. Because when Orlando Brown Jr. says to put it on a fucking t-shirt, you put it on a fucking t-shirt. That's ZeroSax.com, baby. Click of the Arizona iced tea. Yay, I have a jumbo-sized water. You guys froze right as Jesse came in, and I just got tapped back in. What I miss... Uh, well, that's Addie. She's here from the internet. I'm Jesse. I'm here from the internet. Crystal is here from the internet. Uh, Crystal, if you want to just, uh, we've, we've heard your voice already, I guess. Or have we? No, we have not. I don't know. We're off to a fucking great start. Are we yeah. recording? Yeah, of course we are. Oh. Were we recording the whole time? No! <laughs> Only 35 seconds in. We're good. Okay, good. Because I was like, oh, people got some great content. <laughs> We, we are going to um, give updates every 25 seconds throughout the show. Oh, uh, just like old times. Seconds. We, we're, the cat has just knocked something off the table. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when, we, when I um, solicited names for Burley, we still call him Mr. Farts. <laughs> which was the suggestion of Jesse's children. And he does answer to it. We actually had to stop calling him that for a little bit because he was thinking it was his name. <laughs> That's Colleen. She's here from the internet with Mr. Farts. And Mr. Uh, this, Farts. Is, this is Willett's Pod. Uh, Yay. Pod heavy, sort of. Uh, OG Willett's Pod almost. Got Crystal in here. Uh, Allison. Yep. Allison has informed us that uh, she will be. Uh, she Jacob DeGrammed us. Exactly. That's right. also actually the most OG Willits pod shit ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the season starts and we're like, uh, I can't be there for a while. Sorry. Actually, I uh, I can't make it this year. <laughs> Womp. Big shot. Now we'll see her again around like August after she gets off the uh, IR. <laughs> yeah, she'll appear and scream and then like we'll scream. It'll be great. <laughs> Yay. I, for one, can't wait. And and what has uh, been spared by starting immediately is is me yelling about how excited I am for this again. And and here we are doing this. We started our day today preparing for our first show of, of baseball season, really. I feel like Addie's back, bum, and that, bum, that really bum. makes it baseball season again. Um, I'm ready Smith. for baseball season. For real, for real. Drew Smith is back. The true crew is oh, I mean, that was the moment. There we go. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> here we go, everyone. So I have been working on a book proposal that is somewhat about baseball. I mean, it's, it's largely about baseball. Um, and it's been hard to write about baseball um, all winter long without any baseball to inspire me. Yeah, and, that's kind of a downer. Yeah, and not – I mean, and I've really picked it up lately. I've been back in the swing of it, not just because I feel an encroaching deadline, but um, <laughs> but because there's some baseball. And the moment that I saw Drew today was really the moment that I was like, oh, we're back. Like, I feel so excited to be back. Baseball is back and drew smith is sexy as ever and you know what i discovered over the off season one day 
Drew Smith, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, I know we're Twitter mutuals. I don't know how I didn't notice it earlier. Aww, my DMs right. are open. Come on the pod. So that's my mission. And that's potential my friend of the potential friend of the pod, Drew Smith. Yeah, he went on some other random Mets podcast last season. Like, I mean, we can get him on here. I believe in him. He's a fun guy. It seems like he is. I would talk to Drew Smith about whatever things Drew Smith likes. I'm sure it's something that I don't know. Smell of warm cookies. Uh, Everybody likes that. Is he going to be like one of those people that in his contract writer says that we have to get fresh baked double tree hotel cookies for him every day? Which is a real thing. So when I request. So when I was a production consultant, that was in, and I'm not going to say who the talent was, but that was in their writer as one of the things that had to be in their dressing room every day that they were filming. Is they had to have fresh double tree cookies every single day. Um, the problem was where we were filming. Did not have a double tree close by, but you can order the cookie dough. So we were like, can we just give them that? But we were able to like ship them. It was wild. Wait, they sell the dough? I think so. At the time they did. They may not anymore. Like it was something you could order online. I've I've seen like a mix, I think. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the mix. Let's see Double Tree out here in the in the dairy section. They could kick Pillsbury's ass right out of there. <laughs> we should make it edible cookie dough, and I will sign up. I love me some edible cookie dough. All ed- all cookie dough is edible if you believe in yourself. It is. I firmly believe that, but like it's a new thing now. It's just stamping ready to eat on it, and I'm like, it was always ready to eat. I used to sneak cookie dough out of the fridge and like put it in my pocket and take it upstairs and eat it. And I'm still alive to this day. So anything is edible. I've eaten a lot of cookie dough in my time. And I have to say the the quote unquote edible cookie dough is never as good as the real shit with those uncooked eggs. It's not. Mm -mm. The dates make it weird. Here's how you can really tell that baseball's back. Some of them do. Some of them have dates instead of, like, cocoa. It's weird. Here's how you can really tell that baseball's back is that we are six and a half minutes in and we're completely off of baseball. Again. Again, OG Willits pod. Uh, I mean, much. really. I'm I mean, officially back after an extended off season. Yeah, so of course, we went sideways. I'm good. So the shitty client that I was working on is going to be gone as of April. We're just wrapping up some final stuff. And honestly, like my mental health has gone like way back up since we're officially getting rid of them. Like leaps and bounds. My, you can just it, say it, the White Sox. It was not the White Sox. <laughs> I did quit the White Sox though. We are, I am and we're getting the rid of them in April. Yeah. The no White Sox summer for me. Um, we're going to be Brewers fans if we need a local team. <laughs> because we can't be Cubs fans. That's gross. Ew. No. I'm close enough to the Reds. I could, I could just go there. Yeah. I wish we were closer to the Reds because I actually really like Great American Ballpark. It's a really cool field. I'm a Royals fan now. 
The problem David, with just it said is he's a that, Royals uh, fan. You're gonna say what the hell, David? He why? thinks he's funny. Why? Okay, but you're gonna go sleep on the lawn. So okay, fine, fine. a twins fan. <laughs> no. Just no. I mean, the, Why? Twins, the twins do have the Mets third baseman. Ugh. Bazinga. So yeah, that's a whole thing that happened. That's just like a whole thing that happened in the offseason is that thing where Carlos Correa was like a Met, but never actually, and then it died. Yeah. That was that was really Metsy. He like it's not like they changed their mind. It's like Buddy fucking failed his physicals. No, like you weren't. He wasn't clearing any of the health waivers that the teams wanted, and it was like, okay, who's he going to go to next? But that's what's the messiest thing of all about it. Like, of course, the Mets got the like the one great third baseman who has a shattered ankle. (laughs) But the thing is, the messiest thing would have been to then be stuck with the shattered ankle. Yes. The Mets would have definitely rode that one out and been like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then they said, that's true. That's actually so true. And I mean, the other Metsy thing would be losing out on him and not having Eduardo Escobar still here. And I know last year was, was tough, but the, the preview, the, the little hype video that the Mets put out, the other day, and, and friend of well, it's Pan Amanda Rose uh, put that hey. out. Um, just re- the reminder of what Eduardo Escobar did the the month of Escobar in September. Yeah, that um, Bogo power. Yeah, Bogo power. And uh, and that was when I learned from his Instagram that his uh, his apartment in New York like overlooks the Sunnyside Queens train yard. Um, oh, and, and I'm super envious of that because that is fucking awesome. The Herald interlocking the busiest uh, train switch uh, facility in North America, uh, processing Jersey Transit, Amtrak, LIRR, um, everything. Wouldn't it be there. really loud to live by there? He lives very far up. Uh, they have put several luxury skyscrapers uh, overlooking. Uh, um, like so, he's he's not particularly close. I don't think. Um, just overlooks it. Oh, so he's got like the trendy uh, hipster view. Yeah, and mm. it is. Pro- it's like a fifteen-minute walk from my apartment to the train yard, and you know sometimes you'll hear a horn every now and then. Yeah, but like the train yard itself is is kind of sunk in. Um, what's actually really interesting is that that train yard is the site of the former Madison Square Garden Bowl. Um, There's a bowl? Yeah. An outdoor stadium used, I think, primarily for boxing that had the Madison Square Garden imprimatur uh, back in the Depression era and now is like the site of this extremely busy uh, rail interlocking that they're hoping to then do something similar to what they did in Hudson Yards in Manhattan and like cap over it. And I'm, I'm fascinated by that too. Cause like, I love that Chicago thing. Uh, you don't love the Chicago thing. I know where this is going. I love the upper whacker, lower whacker, the, the whole two level city thing. So and then you go down the, the stairs thing. and you're in this secret little loading dock city. Have you ever been 
Yeah, have you ever been to the Lost on Lower Wacker Drive before? I sure have. It's cool as hell. It's like you're it's like you're looking for Batman. You're like in Goldeneye in real life. Um I've ever been to being inside the N sixty four is is being lost on Lower Wacker Drive. No, not the night Mm, before your wedding getting lost on Lower Wacker Drive and having a panic attack because you're lost and you're just trying to get to your damn hotel to meet up with your friends. It's not a fun place to be. I actually, so when I lived closer to the city, I would use, and if I was driving somewhere and I had to like go to the north side to cut through downtown, I would, I knew a way to like get into Lower Wacker Drive and just drive through downtown and just get spit out where there wasn't as much traffic. So I like, so that earned me a reputation from David as somebody who can navigate the city like a rat. She can. I've been yeah. in the car with her. She she knows that city and every weird little crossroad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, let's, we ha- we can go down this alley and it's fine and it works and it is. So I just had to Google what the hell you guys were talking about. So that's another sign that Willis Penn is back in business, baby. <laughs> Talking about weird Chicago things that Eddie's got to Google. I'm like, what the hell is that? Eddie, would you like to explain for the the non-Chicago listeners uh, what what you've learned? Okay, so it appears to me that Lower Wacker Drive, which I thought was one word the way you guys were saying that. I thought it was called like Lower Wagger Drive. No, Lower Um, Wacker. It appears to be a freeway that goes into a big tunnel under the city. Sort of. So, like, Wacker Drive is, like, a main route through the city. And it goes in a U-shape, like, from about Van Buren to Lakeshore Drive. That's that's helpful. You know, like, give or take, maybe <laughs> it stops at Michigan. But it's basically a giant U from one end of the city to the other. And... Addie, you know what all of these streets are, right? The- <laughs> I definitely know what... They are. So yeah. for for a non-Chicagoan, the Chicago River like cuts straight through the middle of downtown. It's got all those bridges and they die. Not through the middle. Day. Okay, through the middle of, of downtown. Is that not the middle of downtown? No, the middle of downtown is State Street. That okay. Bisects the city exactly. Okay. <laughs> Don't be mad that our city is on a grid and New York is in a pile. New York. Okay, first of all. (laughs) Literally, first of all, famously, Manhattan is like the grittiest (laughs) island ever. (laughs) Is it? I thought Manhattan was supposed to be fancy. I don't know. All all I know about New York is that it's expensive. Do you guys. Sorry to. We're not on a grid. I live. or, or I'm not going to say exactly where I live, but I will say that nearby, uh, my my wife, when she first moved to Astoria, lived on 34th Avenue uh, between, 34th, between 33rd and 34th Streets. So she was like 33rd and a half? Well, she was on 34th Avenue between mm-hmm. 33rd and 34th Streets. That makes perfect sense. There's the corner sense of 34th and 34th. There's the corner of 35th and 35th. There's not a corner of 33rd and 33rd because there is no 33rd Avenue. That's Broadway. And see, that's so that's the thing that gets confusing in New York is that it's like it's a grid, but also sometimes there's these just like diagonal streets that slash through it. 
that have different names that have no association. Well, Chicago, but, Chicago has that too, like Milwaukee. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, so it it depends. Once you get out of the city, like there are more streets that go in a diagonal. So you have like Kinsey and Rush and Division and Milwaukee. Or no, not Division. Division's not an angle. Milwaukee. You could take Milwaukee from like downtown all the way up north to like fucking Barrington. Like it would be the scenic route going to the suburbs. Why why does it not go to Milwaukee? <laughs> because that that's a thing in the east that actually makes sense. Like in Philadelphia, there's Baltimore Avenue, and that is the highway that lead that that is the avenue that leads out of town to the highway that goes to Baltimore. In, I mean, in New York, Boston Road is the road that leads up north out of the Bronx and then up to US one toward Boston. Listen, if you want to try and take Milwaukee Avenue all the way to Milwaukee, like God bless you, because that's going to be a six-hour tour. Like it's about two hours to get from Chicago to Milwaukee now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done that. That was one of the uh, the great drives of my life was uh, going from the Expos Marlins uh, game at Comiskey up to watch Barry Bonds play against the uh, the, the Brewers uh, and not hit a home run that night. But that was that was an awesome day uh, in two thousand four. Part of because it was those two games that day. The next day at Wrigley. The day after that. Uh, at Fenway Park where they filmed what was going to be the initial ending of Fever Pitch after the game. Um, oh, was that when like won the uh, World Series? Yeah. No, yeah, I was going to say I feel, wasn't the original ending it was going to be something different in this. Yeah, the original ending was going to be Drew Barrymore jumping out of the stands and running onto the field at Fenway Park. Yeah, which she still was, did. Was that in the movie still? Yeah. So I okay. wonder I wonder if they filmed that and then like as the rest of the playoffs were going. Yes. Yeah. They had to, they rewrote it basically like they rewrote the ending. Like once the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the ALCS. Yeah. So, because it was Warriors. still during, oh God, now I have to think it's been a long time since I watched that movie. So it was still during the Yankees series. I think that she still did the jump on the field and all of that stuff. In real life, that was after uh, a game against the Rays that was um, <laughs> Kurt Schilling's 20th win of that year. Ugh. Yeah, just a miserable night all around. And then the next game the next game that I saw was the next day back in New York. I don't remember if it was the Mets or Yankees because I saw – that was the year that I saw all 30 teams in one place or another. Damn. Yeah. That'd be fun. To be directed by the Fairley Brothers? Yeah. That's weird. Because they're huge Red Sox fans. The Rhode Island boys. Yeah. Um, it was during the ninth inning of the Red Sox-Yankees playoff game. During the 2004 ALCS. So, maybe they felt... That's an expensive redo. Damn. Considering it only grossed fifty point five million against a budget of well, that's not bad, thirty million. I've never seen this movie. Should I watch it? It's cute. Like it's actually kind of the one thing that I don't hate Jimmy Fallon in. I was like, hey, it's all right. Is there the there's a, a movie version of the British one, right? 
or a British movie version of the original book? So the original book is about a guy who's a huge well, soccer fan. Arsenal. Um, yeah. yeah. And that writer is based in the UK. I think it's the same guy who also wrote about a boy. Yeah. Not a hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't think they did they make a fever pitch British version of that. I want to say Colin Firth is the guy in it. And if not, he should be, they should make that movie. They should make British fever pitch with Colin Firth as a, as, 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 they did make it. In 1997, okay. which I actually did not know. So, used to me. And Colin Firth is in it, so you're good there. Okay. So was- I have correctly identified a movie. Ooh. A baseball-adjacent movie. Also, Mark Strong <laughs> is in it, which is a interesting choice. Mark Strong is, like, my main villain in my imagination. Because he just looks like a bad guy. And he's always a bad guy in movies that I see. Who is he? He sounds like a bad guy. Wow, I just Googled him and I do recognize him and he is a bad guy. Yeah, he's often he's a, a bad guy in like so much random stuff. Yeah, he was in, I think he was in the, yeah, he was the villain in Shazam. Um, He was a villain in, I think, Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. Oh, I something else. That was Kingsman. I didn't realize that's who it was. Oh, I've never seen Kingsman. He just looks I'll take like your a word guy. on it. His name is actually Marco Giuseppe Salus Salusolia, although he was born in London. Yep. To an Austrian mother and an Italian father. We are all oh man, we've Wikipedia. really gone sideways on this podcast. <laughs> I really like that when you look Wait. him up, when the people out a- people also ask section, it says, "Does Mark Strong look like Stanley Tucci?" The answer no. is yes. Really? Kinda. I think maybe it does. Young Tooch, yeah, yeah. It's is he I in Marvel? Stereotyping white bald men. <laughs> they all look the same. Okay, I just well, let's let's bring sorry. this back to baseball then. Okay, I was just going to say sorry to get us back to baseball. Actually, yeah, we definitely um, went sideways. I just got a, an alert from the MLB app, which gives me way too many useless alerts. But I clicked on this, which is their like slow rollout of their top 100 players right now. They just released 30 through 21. Mm-hmm. Um. And I have some gripes with this, and I would like your guys' thoughts. Your guys' thoughts. Um, so, all right. So 50 to 21 are currently out. Let me just talk you – you know what? I'm actually going to start at the top because I think that's going to be even be crazier. Hang okay, on, so Let me find ranked, the list. <laughs> ranked at number 21 is Francisco Lindor, which I'm like, okay, 21. I feel like that's kind of – last year he was ranked at 68. So I do appreciate the clear, you know, rethinking here. I think that's yeah. probably kind of fair. Number 22 is Carlos Correa, <laughs> who last year was ranked 14th. Um, number 28 is Jacob mm-hmm. DeGrom. Um, <sighs> Wait, 
Which I have to say, Jesse's tweet really spoke to all my feelings about Jacob deGrom. Where it's like, <laughs> when when they were like, uh, Jacob deGrom has a hurt. Like, uh, uh, they didn't say hurt. Jacob deGrom has, like, a, a slight pain in his shoulder. And it's going to be, like, delayed start. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have lived this so many times. And it feels yeah. so good not to care. Um, Are the Rangers the new Mets? Mets South, maybe. Yeah. Like the LOL Mets, not like the There's regular ones. <laughs> Chris Young is involved. Yeah. Also, I think DeGrom might be too high. I mean, you, we didn't really see much of him last year. Yeah. That, kind of, that was very generous. I, so, I, I kind of agree. It's like, He's, I, yeah. He was in God mode right up until he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is just like, can you continue to go at a thousand percent? All the, I, I don't know. It was beautiful to watch. It was. And, and it was done. It was gone too quickly. I, and you know what? Uh, there is this like nice pleasure to him being on the Rangers because I'm like, sure. Go win a bunch of games for the fucking Rangers, buddy. Like, well, <laughs> I don't care. know. How, I don't know how close you pay attention. Win a to bunch the Rangers, of games, but is, win a yeah. bunch of games is very generous. But I mean, that's the thing, right? That's exactly the thing. Is that it's like, okay, sure, like have fun over there with the good Rangers. Luck, buddy. Yeah. So he's going to be the, like the um, one good player on a shitty team. I, I've never experienced that, with Jacob Durham, So I can't relate. <laughs> Okay, I, here's the thing. I have two complaints. Really okay. serious complaints, honestly. And I, I want to know if I'm biased. Ranked at 31 is Pete Alonso. Mm. A full 10 points down? I no. think. Francisco Lindor? I don't agree with that one. Mm-mm, I don't at all. What is their, you guys what? agree he should be higher, you think? Yeah, what data are they using to I don't know they're just rankings? using they're just using I, their hearts and minds at nlb.com and they just throwing dark pictures who else like, is in between okay who else is in between so pete alonso is at 31 mm-hmm. francisco lindor is at 21 between them carlos correa jose altuve alex bregman ronald acuna jr Fran- fernando tatis jr Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, JT Realmuto, and Kyle Tucker. I have issues with like, some of those no. rankings. Yeah. I have issues like, with most all, of- Those people are all <laughs> better players comprehensively right. to rank above Pete Alonzo. And I'm, I'm the one who sits and harps on the war thing, but his career is a 14.2 war. Like, you cannot ignore that. So I'm thinking they just hung pictures of everybody and threw darts. Because that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. So they must have. Okay, Jesse, make your point before I get really off on this little next one thing. (laughs) I think he's hurt because he's reputationally just a slugger. But what I'm more offended by Ronald Acuna Jr. not being in the top 20 than I am, honestly, about any... Yeah, I wonder if that has more to do like, so with him he was being hurt. hurt. He's here yeah. now. He, he was he ranked 10 last year. So they really yeah. dropped him down a fair bit. Like, 
that's why these kinds of things are, are like, what, what is your criteria? Like how much does last year matter on this? Yeah. So last year must not matter because ranked at 40 fucking five. Oh God. After not being ranked last year, it's batting champion Jeff McNeil. Oh, Jeff! <laughs> he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. I'm 45. Uh, like, I know I'm horny for him, but that seems that's completely ridiculous. He was the batting champion! Yes, but that doesn't matter in the land of Major League Baseball where you know, rules don't exist, or rules don't matter, and time is meaningless. And Freddie Freeman is not on the list so far as it is out, which makes me think they're ranking Freddie Freeman, who was not the batting champion, and in who the is top eh. 20. Oh, God. Can you imagine? And Paul Goldschmidt is definitely going to be in the top 20. Which Paul means Goldschmidt is calling... not going to be in the top 20. Please, God, no. <laughs> I guarantee no. he's not in the are they going to put Yeti or Molina? I don't see him on the list. He will absolutely Are they going to put Yeti or Molina on the fucking list? Okay, wait, yeah. do you guys want to make a funny guess at who is ranked at exactly 100? I'm going to say... Oh, God, who's... I'll guess Bobby ranked... Witt Jr. Okay, he was ranked 61st <laughs> last year. I should have waited to hear the <laughs> I'm going to say um, Tucker Barnhart. Why not? That's a, yeah, that's a good one. I don't even know. It's Giancarlo Stanton. Really? Oh, oh, oh. that's fired. Yankee fans are going to be mad. Who was it 61 last that's... year? Uh-huh. Ooh, what a drop. That's, yeah. I mean, that is ultimately what we have we have succumbed to the clickbait. Yeah. Uh, I guess pod bait. I guess thanks. Uh, we really have. Thanks MLB.com for giving us this material. But like, yeah, it's it's designed to get you mad. Like, I mean. You put together one of those lists, you're going to put like some kind of like number 100. When you put together a top 100 list is never the real number 100. It's the no. here's the zing. Like, Let's put Giancarlo Stanton at the bottom and get the Yankees fans all mad. Because they're that's not going to exactly be mad. What I would do. They're not going to be mad 175 <laughs> other times during the fucking season. It's going to be this list that does it. I mean, okay. and I'm going to get yelled at by Yankees fans on Twitter again. They are going to get like <laughs> the entire baseball media economy runs on Yankees and Red Sox fans being mad. Yeah. So and you know what? I'm really happy to play into that. Same. <laughs> I very much got a lot of Yankees fans angry at me last year when an- every time Anthony Rizzo came up to bat during the Sox Yankees game, I would yell, You fat ass at him <laughs> at the top of my lungs. And I Yankees Scots this at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I mean because I always did it with my mom, like when we were at Cub Sox game, I was like, Boo, fat ass. She just roll her eyes. Um, I'm so confused by this just on the basis of of Anthony Rizzo's general appearance. I don't regard him as a fat ass. 
No, but I just hate him. And, you know, fat ass is a lot easier to say than you fake, genuine fucking prick. So. I do think that's I a good assessment, though. Fat, fat ass is close to an anagram for or an acronym for that. So you're on. You're, you go. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I hate I- disingenuous. What? I'm such a clean player. I didn't break someone's hip. Bullshit. He pisses me. Like, ugh. I can have a whole podcast about why I hate Anthony Rizzo. Anti-vax cancer survivor is definitely uh, just questionable. What 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 brain farts are happening <laughs> in there? <laughs> Gotta ask Mr. Farts. Mr. Farts. What else? My um, ever my ever long hate for Justin Verlander. Oh yeah, actually, I would love to hear about that. Please tell me. So, um, he, and like, and I would think this is stupid if he was on my team too, but like Sox fans would like kind of hassle him every time he pitched because he pitched for the Tigers for a long fucking time. And they would like boo him and say like, oh, you suck, boo. And he like would get upset. Like he took it fucking personal if you, like if anybody said anything to him. And then he had traded to the Astros. Um, and Sox fans still did it because, like, fuck Justin Verlander. Yeah. And he came out of the dugout and was, like, yelling at the fans one time about it. He's like, I just, I can't even remember what he said. It was like, I just struck him out or some dumb shit. And everyone was like, okay, dude, like, you're the least fun ever. <laughs> like, at least, you know, Hunter Pence, when... Mets fans made those signs making fun of him. Like, he enjoyed it. He was like, oh, that's cool. Justin Verlander takes himself too fucking seriously. I think that's, like, so funny of him, actually. Like, sorry, I just realized I was so far away from my mic because I'm trying to shuffle my tarot cards so I can do a a tarot (laughs) reading of what's going to happen for the Mets this year. Excellent. Um, But, um... I feel like that's like kind of a hilarious energy in an athlete. I love an athlete who will like get legitimately riled up by fans. And I feel like that's going to be a really fun energy to bring to the Mets, especially when he's there with his notably famously calm buddy, Max Scherzer. Oh, God. The worst. I like, I can deal with hating Justin Verlander and my team, like, ugh, whatever. But he brings Ben Verlander with him, too. Like, do we Who's really have to put him with that Mahomes. guy? Okay. I, I like. only learned about Ben Verlander when Justin Verlander became a Met, and I think it's so funny. I oh think my God. come on the podcast. If he comes on the podcast, I'm going to make fun of him until he hangs up. <laughs> I am going to not invite you on that episode. Man. <laughs> I think I won't just show up. <laughs> I, I love that you compared him to Jackson Mahomes because I was just reading this article and they were talking about why, like, Brittany, I think that's her name, like, Brittany and Jackson get so much hate and how it's just not deserved. And I was like, have you watched? But they're both really annoying. Yeah, I was like, have you watched a single football game that they're at? They're the most annoying people ever. Like I, the only reason I wanted the Chiefs to lose was because I can't stand those two. You're like the fifth person to tell me that too. They're like, I wanted the Chiefs to lose because his family sucks. 
My son also pointed out that he sounds like like Patrick Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog, so I can't unhear it. Ooh, I can't oh, absolutely that now. does. Yeah. There oh a, man. There was a clip I saw today that was Patrick Mahomes on whatever late night show, and then cut immediately to Kenny Powers, and it was seamless. I can see that. Yeah. Seamless. Oh no. Oh, my God. Just I mean, just <laughs> we we also I think we can't underrate um, how annoying of uh, you know speaking of the the Jackson Mahomes of of this situation, we're also getting the Brittany Mahomes of this situation in in Kate oh, Upton, who has been yes love are. like <sighs> but, like. What a terrible possibility to end the fandom. Oh, man. I hate this. Um, I literally will never forget the iconic Kate Upton moment when Justin Verlander got screwed by ranked choice voting. (laughs) She tweeted... She tweeted at like, hey, at MLB voting committee, I thought I was the only one who got to fuck Justin Verlander. Oh my God. I think about that like <laughs> once a month. Like that was so, she was such a real one for that. Like, welcome, welcome to the Mets, Kate Upton. <laughs> Uh, she got all pissy at the Phillies fans during the World Series. Wah, wah, wah. Me too. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, right, guys, well, Phillies fans I mean, fuck are... the Astros. Like, you know, always. Well, you know. Okay, but let's let's tie this back podcast wise because Addie, the last time we we were on a podcast together, um, no, we 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 did one since the end of the season. No, we, we all did. got too depressed and we never yeah, did it. We never did. Yeah. We all We've were very talked. Well, I was a podcast that happened in my brain. But no, this is the <laughs> first time that we've podcasted together since um September. Since, since that night in October, um the Emma Stone game. And the Mets have made a huge upgrade. <laughs> Emma Stone game! In celebrity oh. lady to be in the stands at a playoff game. They will have somebody who is actually rooting for the fucking Mets this year. That was also the Nathan Fielder game, which that was really iconic of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I just did a tarot poll for the vibe of the Mets mm. in 2023. Yep. Um. I think this is really like quite a beautiful poll, to be honest. So firstly, we've got the three of cups, which is one of the most potent love cards in the whole tarot deck. But it's a card that is really, um, it's not a card about romantic love. It's a card most associated with platonic love. So I feel like this is really beautiful. I am ready for, you know, that Mets team last season that had a really good vibe. They all loved each other. I'm ready for that again. And I think we're seeing that in the cards. And as everyone knows, Mets fans are really even-tempered, kind human beings. 
And yeah. we're ready to bring this energy. Mets fans don't boo their own players ever. Not a once. I don't know what you're talking about. No, they would um, never do such a thing. The next card is the Four of Pentacles, which is um, a card that is really about like the importance of stability and the importance of keeping the ground underneath your feet and not getting uh not getting you know remembering that you can ask for help um you know i think this is a card that's reminding us all to you know keep our feet on the ground as we enter this journey you know collectively what what is a pentacle a pentacle is like a coin so the suit of pentacles is related to kind of like earthly pursuits money um Cups, which was the first suit, is related to, like, your relationship to self and others. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a watery love card. And then finally, we have the Two of Wands. I really love this card. Um, this card is, like, you know, the imagery on it is quite nice. You have this guy, like, looking out over his kingdom, like, standing there kind of confidently. Um Wands are fire. They're associated with the element fire. Um, and they're Didn't very Did City Field hard. catch on fire one season? Did City Field catch on fire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that was how they picked a new manager. But also, yes. Yeah. And this guy does sort of look like, you know, a cardinal right. picking up oh, hope. So a, during a game um, <laughs> in 2020. Yep. Wait, it was in 2020? Was it? Um, I thought it was 2019. When did City Field? Queens, WABC. Sunday, September 20th. I think it caught on fire more than once. Like recently. Oh, this this was was actually the Black Plumes of Smoke billowed from 35th Avenue in Flushing. No, so in 2020, it was behind... So 2020 was behind City Field. 2018, it was at City Field. <laughs> the actual field caught on fire. That's how we. Wow, I don't remember that. I don't either. Yeah, I remember that because I made many uh, picking a new Pope jokes about it. So. Well, this card, you know, it's more the energy of fire, you know, the go get them energy but a two and and it's interesting because all of these are early in the ace through ten of each of their suit we have a three a two and a four um so you know these are all kind of symbolizing that there's a lot to go there's a lot of journey left but this card is saying like this is a card that's sort of saying like you've had some major success but it's not the ultimate success and you can like sit you can like look and appreciate at what you've done but gear up and because you got you got a lot of more a lot more work to do which i it's agree a it's 162 and you gotta trust it yep trust the process so I think good about this honestly this is um this is a, this is an energy i can work with this season I don't know enough to not feel ca- to not feel happy about it, so I will follow your lead, Addie. Don't worry, we didn't get any cards. You know, the imagery will really tell you. You know, we didn't get like the tower or like you know the three of swords or something. From another tarot girly, I also feel confident about what Addie pulled. We're gonna Yay! Be good. 
to raise good news. To source confirmation. Do the numbers? I will trust you, my witchy friends. Um, do do the numbers in any way? We we had the four, the three, and the two. Um, do those correspond at all to you know second base, first base, catcher? I don't see why they couldn't. That's a fun one, you know. How does how does the tarot overlay? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Nobody yeah. can see, but it looks like Eddie is doing like math in <laughs> like on a glass. Like when you see people in the movies yeah, doing math on a glass. Kind of thing going. I see <laughs> math is mathing over there. So does anyone else have predictions or crystal balls or ways that they would like to peek into this season? Um, I did just get cookie dough, which works out because we were talking about it earlier. Double tree? No, regular. Still great. Still delicious. I've actually never had the double tree cookies, so I don't know what they taste like. Anyway, back to the prediction for the season. Very brown sugary. Hmm. Uh, All right. I have no sort of like magic eight ball or any of that stuff. Um, Mostly because as a person who was raised Catholic, um, it still makes me nervous sometimes. Like there was a whole ass voodoo exhibit at the field museum and I like would not take pictures because I was so freaked out. Um so I'm just gonna guess. I think they may win the division this year just given how close it was last year. Um and some of the and some of the upgrades that they made in the offseason, some of the potential players we have um over at Syracuse. But I think there's still going to be a lot of work before they get to, like, another World Series berth. I think it's going to trend in the right direction, though. I think it'll trend in the right direction as well. But I also think that it's going to be a big LOL Met season with Verlander. And we're somehow going to get <laughs> the washed, I am a 40-some-odd-aged pitcher. Another reason to hate Justin Verlander, in my opinion. Aside from being a German I think the Mets are going to go 162-0 and win the World Series. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> of the optimism. I did really no get one's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to be healthy all season. Everyone's going to be fine. Everyone's going to hit all the home runs. <laughs> I did get, like, such a moment of, like, psychic, like, Oh, duh, yes. Verlander's going to suck when you said that, <laughs> Crystal. I, I, I'm with you on that one. We're connected spiritually through this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> the way I really I... actually believe that. I'm so far away from the mic because I'm eating candy. I don't even have the excuse of tarot cards. <laughs> but I literally believe we're spiritually connected through this right now. You do sound I much can't... better when the microphone is, is up at your face sorry i, can't, no, I just okay. can't wait until it's july and i go ha 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 i told you guys justin verlander sucks i mean i don't care that he's a met i still will not like him the same applied to javi Baez. 
even though he was a Met for like a month. Still hated him. Well, I don't know what you're talking about because Javi Baez brought nothing except good energy to the Mets in the 10 minutes that he was there, okay? (laughs) The 10 minutes. All Um, all I I remember was, yeah, all good. Nothing. Um, Yeah, thumbs up to the whole experience with Javi Baez in the Mets. Here is my, like, overall – so this is actually why I dislike Javi Baez. It has nothing to do with him having been on the Cubs, just like – which I do have a general hate of all the Cubs. But Javi Baez – is overrated and the MLB pushes him and pushes him in our face so much because he makes really simple plays look hard as shit. Like it's simple, you know, throw down to second and he tags him and he's not looking. And then he's, you know, he doesn't get the call and he's like, no, the review. I'm like, no, you don't even know what happened. You didn't fucking watch what you were doing. You don't know. Like, it just, that's, he's just not, they're better players, in my opinion, that they could push than Javi Baez. Like, they're really better faces for Major League Baseball than that fucking guy. Well, good news about that. Mm. Uh, He's in Detroit. I know. Which made me laugh so hard because he really wanted, like, this big money contract from teams when he was a free agent. And he's a fucking Detroit Tiger. And he's doing the same dumb shit on the Tigers that he did every other fucking team. So, A.J. Hinch continues to be the only one punished for the Houston Astros cheating. (laughs) He is. He had to go coach coach the Tigers. Now he has Javi Baez. Like, A.J. Hinch is the only one who's getting any real punishment from that. I do feel, honestly, like, I really hate all of those Astros now, including Carlos Correa. And there was this part of me the whole time that saga was going on that I was like, ugh. Like, I don't want to like this guy. Like, I think it's like kind of like your Verlander feeling, but I'm just like, I like don't like him. Like, I believe yep. like, he cheated. Like, I don't want to like him. It's okay to not like all the players on your team, I've decided. Because oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What oh, yeah. are the odds that you're going to find 26 men who you like? Have let you alone, been- <laughs> let alone professional athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I there's 26 people that I like. No. <laughs> I think, you know, that, that honestly is a lot to count up. Yeah. I got Especially maybe men. like a top 10 list. <laughs> we like Tyler McGill. We and like Tyler we McGill. We love Tyler McGill. And we well, love I'm so mom. excited for him. Hi, Mom. I, I want to come, come back to this, too, because this was, you know, in addition to starting the day with <laughs> Drew Smith and his street clothes. We had Tyler McGill doing a bullpen session captured by SNY uh, in uh, super, it's like they were thinking super cake mo. Yeah. They have a cake uh, camera SNY over there. SNY is so aware. SNY's social media, like, they are so aware of of yes. what they're doing. They know oh, what the girls and the gays want. Yeah. I like when and you know what teams SNY, lean into Thank it. you. Yes, you know, we appreciate really, you. Like, I, I really feel, as we all know, as we've discussed on this podcast many times, like no one is doing God's work the way that SNY is. And that applies yep. to their social media team. Like they are always out there pushing the good content, editing it well. And 
whoever from SNY is walking around right now filming all of them walking in regular clothes. Yeah. I just want to say thank you. Thank that, you. That was what I wanted to come back to was the the regular clothes versus baseball clothes and this being the one time of year that we really get the the full range of clothes and so because so much of the coverage of baseball right now is just hey People this showed up. up here they are here's the boys <laughs> look they're here in florida huzzah but how how do you want to get your like were you obviously we were happy with the first look at your smith being what it was and Tyler looks great in those baseball pants. Um, I'm really so I very much remember Tyler McGill's debut and just how that season went for him. And I'm so happy that he is like coming out of last season, he's on the upswing mm-hmm. because he's got so much, aside from the fact that he's got an ass, he's got a lot of talent and I would like to see it more. So hopefully he stays healthy. I do want to apologize to his mom, Julie, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sorry for thirst tweeting about your son today. I'm not actually a cougar. He just um <laughs> We just what, love your son. What do you mean? Sorry, you're Julie. What? Good. <laughs> yep. We just love him. Potential friend Drew. of the pod, Julie McGill. Also, Potential Julie, friend of the pod, Julie. If you've listened to 53 minutes of this, <laughs> then you should just come on the show. Like, yeah. hit us up. Hit, you can, we are a fucking delight. Yeah. My we DMs really are. are marginally open. I'm sure she would love us. My DMs are open for you, Julie. Yep. I like photography. <laughs> we can talk about it. We yeah. can talk about anything. And that's the beauty exactly. of Willard's pod. It is. There's a theme, sort of. Well, I think that theme is probably playing right now, and it's the organ version of Hey, you know what? You know what? I can't wait to hear the SNY theme song. Oh, it's so good. Because I have to watch it. Colleen, Addie, thank you guys so much for coming back around. We'll see you next time.